Hi, hello, bonjour, and namaste. This is Out of the Clouds, a podcast at the crossroads between business and mindfulness. And I'm your host, Anne Mulatala. So today it's another solo episode. Uh, like the previous one that I put online a few weeks ago, this is an adaptation of a blog post which I distribute weekly uh, from my other platform, AVM Consulting. I started recording these for those people who, like me, really enjoy multitasking and listening to a blog rather than reading a blog. So this week, I am exploring notions around leadership and what could serve the changes that I think a lot of us want to see happen in the world. And so it is collaboration, really, that I am inquiring around and how, how do we get to become collaborative leaders. I was incredibly inspired by a TED Talk by Lorna Davis. I am also leaning into Benjamin Zander's one butter playing concept. <laughs> the link is in the show notes if you guys want to explore it some more. So without further ado, I give you my solo episode as I lean into the new. Enjoy. A change in leadership style. Quote, It is amazing what you can accomplish if you do not care who gets the credit. Harry Truman. Leaning forward into the new. I am leaning into change, and it started with a realization. I finally understood the purpose behind AVM Consulting, or one of the purposes, because it may evolve with time. It's a great moment when after four years of building a new activity, a company, I saw my instinct and my rational brain collaborate, finally, to bring me to this conclusion. What I do what companies and individuals should seek me out for is bridging business development and storytelling. That's all well and good, but what does it mean exactly? Well, I'm not going to pitch you here, but suffice to say, I am asking myself questions. Am I building a bigger consultancy? Who will I hire? How will I shape this up? I'm not sure yet. What it means more immediately is that I have been incredibly lucky I've worked closely with other super qualified consultants, writers, freelancers who have helped me connect the dots. Their talents, their own vision and their worldview has enriched mine and also pointed out some of my blind spots occasionally. This bridging, my purpose, doesn't exist without these accomplished, wonderful others. And as I've been explaining in the past couple of weeks, in my blog posts and in the podcast, I love nothing more than bringing talents together to pursue a common goal, right? My ikigai, making things move. In the middle of pitching for a new contract, I was writing notes earlier this morning, doing my due diligence ahead of writing my proposal. I noticed a lot of communication inconsistencies that were causing alarm bells to ring in my head. Two things came up. First, questions. What kind of interaction will I have with the people in this new project? How closely are we working? Is there goodwill? How much time do they have? Why do they want to do this and for me to facilitate it? 
Second, a memory surfaced. As my old boss said, in what felt like a semi-compliment, it's good, you make things move, or tu fais bouger les choses, c'est bien. I have a tendency not to let things lie. Making things move can be defined by what it is not. Staying with how things are, a status quo. You may have noticed that most people don't like change. We are attached to what we know over what we don't know, even if the new, the change, is positive. I've learned to use my energy for good, to enroll, to make eyes shine, so that hopefully people don't arch their backs at the mention of my name. Despite making things move, I do my best not to ruffle too many feathers, because I need them, as much as they, willingly or not, need me. That's the thing, though. I know, and I have always known, that I cannot do things all on my own, especially great things. Of course, I've tried, and it was worth the learning curve for the many technical skills I have picked up along the way, from not being able to delegate whatever the reason was. At my core, I like to support or build teams and systems that bring the results at the right price and in the right time frame, though the latter has been more elusive than I'd like recently. I don't want to be a hero. I went back to listening to the great TED Talk by Lorna Davis on collaborative leadership, which I quoted already a few weeks back. Something about this was important for me to bring out, so I'd made a note to revisit the subject. In the talk, Davis makes the distinction between two types of leadership. Hero leadership and interdependent leadership. Their goals and their attributes are, of course, extraordinarily different. And here's what stuck with me today. I want to encourage you to listen to each of these lines and maybe replay them. There are so many aha moments in there for me. So quoting from Lorna Davis. Hero leaders see everyone as competitor or a follower. Heroes don't want input. They want to control everything because they want the credit. And you can see this in a typical hero meeting. Heroes like making speeches. People lean back in their chairs, maybe impressed, but not engaged. Interdependent leaders, on the other hand, understand that they need other people. They know that meetings are not just mindless calendar fillers. They are the most precious things you have. It's where people collaborate and communicate and share ideas. People lean forward in meetings like this, wondering where they might fit in. End quote. The old model. If you're not with me, you are against me. Interdependent leaders don't have all the answers. They lean forward and make room for others to bring out their own best ideas. I'd even go as far as saying they enable progress. I'm sure that many of you who read these lines or listen to me are like me. You see the old hero model and know it's not right, not in tomorrow's world, not if we want happy employees and happy customers, happy citizens, and hopefully reverse major issues like climate change. But the hero model is the one that we've been served for so long. 
like me, you most likely have been taught and managed by some hero leaders who don't really want to see you lean in during meetings, preferring you to lean back and show appreciation for the knowledge they are imparting to make you a follower rather than a participant. If at some point you become the competitor, a divergent voice, the hero leader is unlikely to want to listen to your voice in said meetings. This happens internally within companies. This happens in political parties, as is so obvious around the world. And it also happens in the relationship between the company and the consultant, as one of my collaborators noted to me recently when she said, sometimes I feel that the client is against me. Leaning in, not welcomed. Quote, It can take a huge amount of effort to bring people with you, to make your clients see what your ideas could help them grow, that your experience of working with multiple businesses gives you perspective. Clients can often be quite blinkered. They believe they know best. It's our job as consultants and freelancers to show them the alternatives. But it has to be done graciously, even diplomatically. It can be demoralizing when they don't listen, but very rewarding when they do, shares Manfreda Penfold, close collaborator and content strategist. Misunderstood meetings. I've been in situations where I had meetings from morning to night and had no time to do my actual work, which, yes, does lead to exhaustion and questioning my values. So no, I'm not the biggest advocate for meetings. Yet maybe my favorite of today's takeaways from this re-listen of Ms. Lorna Davis is this mention that meetings aren't or shouldn't be mindless calendar fillers. They are incredibly precious. This is where we get to do great things together. However, if the meetings you are in do not yield this feeling that things are moving, if you are feeling like leaning back in the chair rather than engaging, take it as a sign of the kind of leadership at play. And you know when it gets worse? Under time pressure. The crunch makes us all more likely to want people to just do what I said. I could hear my own voice right when I was typing this. I'm certainly a work in progress. Change isn't easy. I'm more than leaning towards collaboration. My instinct, my own tastes, my favorite word, (laughs) they are all pulling me towards true collaboration. And I can tell you, it will be an interesting journey. How will that shape my company? I don't know yet. How will that shape the work I do for others? I have a feeling it will mean that I won't settle for just doing the work, but for making things move. There is a lot of uncertainty in the new, but quoting my new favorite mentor, Benjamin Zander, I'm going to embrace my work style as he suggests. One butter playing. I can't say I will get it right every time, but my intention is clear. And when the stars or the right talents align, I know that in meeting rooms, virtual or not, I make magic happen. Hey, friends and listeners, thanks again for joining me today. And I want to remind you that selected links from what we covered in this episode are included in the show notes. If you want to hear more, go to your favorite podcast app and hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. We really love to hear from you. If you want to connect, you can get in touch with me at Anvi on Twitter or Anne Mulitala on LinkedIn. Follow the show 
at under the score out of the clouds on Instagram, where I also share weekly guided meditations and daily musings on mindfulness. You can soon find all of my episodes and find out more about my projects at anvmulitana.com. You can sign up to receive updates via email on all the fun things I am doing. The site is almost live. So that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to Out of the Clouds. And I hope you'll join us again. Until next time, be well, be safe. Remember the hand washing, the mask, the social distancing, etc., etc. Thank you.